here in the studio with us as part of our Yaru segment. They've managed to strike a fabulous deal with the Water Minister, Dave Kelly, recently when he visited Broome. Let's hear more about this one because this has wider implications for what we can do with water around the Kimberley if we're wise. Hello, Dean. Welcome. Ngaji Megan, Sandy, and Mabu Ngodaganj to everybody out there. Um, good morning. Yeah, good morning. How good is that? It takes your memories back to behind Meadworks there, listening to Arnold McKenzie. Yes, um, being of uh, someone that grown, uh, grew up on Forest Street um, and and very closely uh, situated to the McKenzies, um, yeah, brought back a lot of memories of my my time growing up and with the people around that neighbourhood. <laughs> and we were having a little giggle when we because we had Abba and Broom, didn't we? Yes, we had Abba, um, and we, we often referred to the family as uh, I can't remember now the Arnold, uh, Bugsy, um, Annette, and. Bandu, God bless, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. No longer with us. <laughs> hey. Talk about being midworks and water. What was discussed in reference to water with the water minister for Yaru? Yes, so um, obviously last week was uh, a quite of uh, um, uh, important milestone in the Yarra journey um, where the Yarra native title holders um, signed a, a, a collaborative agreement with the uh, State Department of Water and and there's, I suppose, a quite a unique agreement in regards to how the Yarra and the department will work towards research of groundwater, um, investigation on Yarra country, but also how groundwater and surface water interacts with our um, very culturally and environmentally significant wetlands um, and gillas on Yarra country. So the uh, collaborative agreement was about specifically um, those two projects, but it also um, looks at formal uh, TAFE qualification for the Yarra country managers, so um, it's a bit of a win-win. It's about building capacity of our people to undertake water resource management in, in um, on Yarra country, and hopefully this could be a model for other traditional owners in the, in, in, in the state. And, and when we're talking about groundwater, we're talking about... Uh, Deep water, aquifers, yes. that. So because there's a difference between groundwater and surface water, isn't there? Very true. Um, as we fundamentally know, we, we, we don't have any river systems here on, uh, I suppose, the West Kimberley. Um, fundamentally, all of our communities rely on groundwater. Um, it's a very important resource, both for us as, a, um, as people. Water is life, um, and we cannot sustain ourselves without water. So this is about furthering our knowledge and understanding of, of that groundwater. So it's investigating the broom um, aquifer um, and how that aquifer interacts with, with uh, various uh, climatic events. Over the last um, 10 years, we've been collecting data in regards to how the aquifer is, um, responds to various rainfall events and then obviously put that um, knowledge, uh, we have furthering our knowledge in, in regards to the that, that I suppose, system. And that can help us understand um, how to better manage industry as industry starts to occur um, within the Broome region um, and large range uh, water allocation area. That opens up a big uh, future when you think of agriculture and what you can grow there. Yes, and this is about um, investigating water resource um, and, and, and better, get a, better, I suppose, planning and getting our heads around planning and how the water, um, we can better u utilise the water resource. Um, but fundamentally want to ensure that 
the water abstraction doesn't impact our um, cultural and, and environmentally significant wetlands. So this is um, a research project um, aimed at uh, building our knowledge, both Western and traditional knowledge, in regards to how um, the system functions. So when I'm talking about the system is the aquifer system um, and getting a bit of a picture around the water cycle. So when I talk about hydrogeological cycle is the rainfall event, how that rainfall then runs off our country, but how does it also permeate through into the aquifer? So it's building an enriched picture um, about uh, the water cycle on Yaru country. Um, so then for us moving into the future, um, you know, Yaru believe in rigorous decision-making based on the principles of free and uh, prior and informed consent. Um, so good information communicated clearly is essential to decision-making. So this builds trust between the parties. Um, robust data and groundwater um, and, and, and the understanding of that regional hydrogeological cycle that underpins the health of our country is fundamentally important for us. So this is about gaining better knowledge about how that hydrogeological process works with the department. So we're building capacity of our ranges through formal TAFE qualifications in um, groundwater monitoring. Um, so using the instruments, how do we measure bores and, and water height in, in, in bores? But also how do we measure the health of within our wetland system? So we're, we're developing new methodology around um, vegetation. So it's, it's almost like how do you look at the canary in the coal mine? The early warning indicators that um, groundwater abstraction might be having an impact onto your country. Fortunately for us, we've um, been in a position in the last five years where we're building that data and that knowledge. Um, so, you know, um, one is, is, is developing new methodology to have a better understanding of how um, we can monitor, best monitor, put our uh, energy into monitoring the right things to give us the right information to make informed decisions. A good example of that is the work you guys are doing out on Roebuck Plains with those lakes and the monitoring there. You guys have been fencing off over the years, uh, protecting uh, water areas from uh, overgrazing and, and cattle. Very true. As, if, as a number of our country managers have previously come into the radio segment and talked about our work on country, exactly right. So... Yarrow have an indigenous protected area over uh, Roebuck Plain Station and some of our management targets in, 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 in the uh, Yarrow IPA um, are Blara, so our wetlands are targets, so therefore we have quite a comprehensive um, uh, wetland groundwater monitoring project, so we're monitoring the groundwater but we're also monitoring how that surface water runs off Roebuck Plain and fundamentally um, underpins health of wetland systems, but also, more importantly, how that wet, where that surface water and groundwater feeds the health of the rich embayment ecosystem of Roebuck Bay. So, as we're learning, we know fundamentally some of that surface water and groundwater that makes its way back through the coast is, is, is um, uh, underpinning very healthy benthic um, embayment systems. So, obviously, we're starting to join the dots across those key ecosystems on Yarrow Country and learning about how we best protect them as um, we have responsibilities um, under the EPBSAC and those sort of things, uh, our customary law and um, obligations as well. That Lug Range aquifer is a huge one. I've heard that being spoken about for years. How many aquifers uh, under Yaru country? Um, fundamentally, we always... Uh, the, is the main primary resource. One is the Broome sandstone aquifer. Um, 
that's then uh, divided by what they call the, uh, the Jilamai Silstyle, and that sits under that is the Wallal Aquifer. The Wallal Aquifer is a, a little bit more brackish, um, a little bit more uh, uh, saltier, um, obviously a deeper aquifer. But fundamentally, we're all um, drawing from what we, ref we refer to as the Broom Sandstone Aquifer. Um, just south of Yarrow Country, uh, from, as you cross the Marine Plains, um, so from Sheep Camp southward to almost to Nyagamara and Aginmail Beach Country, there's what they, the department is called the Large Range Water Allocation Area. So there is already a water allocation plan for that area with um, uh, with a with a figure out of 50 gigalitres, I think that for for abstraction for industry. Um, but it's about further furthering our knowledge in regards to that aquifer um, and and how um, that aquifer uh, feeds the very um, I suppose uh, important ecosystems on the coast that we know, you know, from Bardi Country all the way down to um, Adimal Beach that you know all the wetland systems sit on that coastal fringe, um, and we know that groundwater. Uh, moves from east to west, so moving from the desert back to the coast. Um, so we, we know that from a higher perspective, but it's just now understanding how those wetland systems um, utilise water resource um, so we can ensure that they are protected into the future as industry starts to occur around, um, you know, there are in our region. That's fascinating there, Dean. I mean, when you look at aquifers, it could be thought of as like a cake you mean you've got the different layers so you don't realize that there's rock again and then there's another layer of water yes yes and that's right there's so they call aquatides and aquacludes so an aquatide is a rock barrier that uh, i suppose um divides the two two aquifers together so it's impermeable so water can't permeate through this harder what they call the wallal um or jillamai silstone so it separates the two um aquifers um and obviously as we learn um, more about aquifers, um, you know, if you think about a sponge and how a sponge can soak up water, that's that's pretty much we have pretty much um, when we refer to the broom sandstone. If we think about a sponge and how a sponge can suck up water, that's that's pretty much what our uh, the what they call the geomorphology in in our area is the um, is is all we know sand and um, you know pindan sand. And if we know Pindan sands act like a sponge, you know, um, to a certain point, they hit it reach a saturation zone. So it's, um, you know, trying to paint that picture of what an aquifer, we can't see our aquifer underneath, the, but it's about this is trying to paint an enriched picture through data collection. Um, so we start to paint what uh, that aquifer looks like in context of its, um, in, in, in regards to location of where we are. Um, so it's a little bit different to some of the stuff that's happening in the Fitzroy region. Um, obviously, the Marawara, um, you know, it's all surface water, but they're also groundwater. But here on the western side of our country, um, on the east coast, or on the western coast, it's all predominantly groundwater fed. So it's working with the state to understand the nature of that resource and how can that resource um, be managed and protected. Um, fundamentally for us is making sure that it's... Um, upholding the health of our country and, and one, um, ensuring that the development can go ahead sustainably. Um, I don't like to use that word sustainably, but it's about better, uh, uh, bettering our knowledge in regards to the system. So the Yaru Rangers are going to go to TAFE, get uh, skills, qualifications, very much to marry all of this together, I mean, bring it all into one. 
Yes, and, 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 and for us, you know, it's about creating data and, and having data at our fingertips to make informed decision-making. You know, um, if for native title holders to make decisions, we need to have freely, based on the notion of the free and informed prior consent, um, to, before you can consent to something, you should have a really good understanding of and, and knowledge of what you're consenting to. So in this instance, we're wanting to ensure that we have our best knowledge of the system, groundwater system, um, you know, um, and, and then making informed decisions around how we best manage that resource. <laughs> and of course, you being with land and sea, that makes sense. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, it's around, we can't not uh, disconnect the land and sea because um, everything is connected um, and, and fundamentally coming from that perspective of holistic land management of how we as Indigenous people see ourselves and our relationship to the country but the relationship of the country to species and the health of country is um, fundamentally important for us. So um, we know that, uh, you know, water policy in the Kimberley has always been, um, you know, as people have won elections on it and lost elections on it, um, so uh, this is about, one, ensuring that, that water resource planning in the Kimberley can go ahead better with traditional owners and industry. Just one question, one more. With uh, groups that may not be happy with what's being done out there, mining companies and others, uh, especially when it comes to water allocations, they've got Yarrow now to deal with as well. Yeah, um, you know, f this is about everybody working together because I think, um, if you think about it, um, we have a drying climate and, and a very, uh, um, uh, so it's the, it's about understanding the nature of how the variance in climate is changing now and how the system is operating. So, you know, we can't be naive to the fact that the, the climate change is impacting on water resources. So it's best how do we best manage that and, and take some of the lessons learnt out of What's happening, um, you know, if we looked at it in the East Coast and the Murray-Darling Basin system, how do we take our lessons out of better water resource planning here in Western Australia, in the Kimberley, from those lessons learnt over there? Mm -hmm. Dean Matthews, you've always been here. You've certainly arrived. You're certainly carved in sandstone now when it comes <laughs> to environmental knowledge. Uh, thank you very much once again for just breaking it all down. Such uh, big words for important information that we really need to know more about, especially when it comes to water being very sacred. Thank you, Sandy. Um, and hopefully, yeah, I didn't talk too high and some of the listeners out there could, um, yeah, uh, I suppose, um, react with what I was sort of um, saying. You were breaking it down as you went in. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Dean Man, Mark. With the Land and Sea Unit at Yaru Nyambaburu. Also a former ranger.